0: Today's Daf is Nidarm Dafayin Ches. Today's sponsored by Ari Rosenberg, L'zecher Nishmas, his grandfather, uh, Harav Noah Chaim Ben Michal, Zechrona Racha. who is yard side, is today Chaf Hei Av. And the shir today and the shir throughout the rest of the week are sponsored by Ari Rosenberg, L'zecher Nishmas, his grandfather, the Meshama Shlev and Aliyah, through our learning. And we thank Ari very much for the sponsorship. Uh, today we're going to discuss... First, we're going to uh, to talk about the difference between a chacham being being matir and neder and a Baal being mefer and neder. The Gemara is going to point out how neither can do the job of the other. The Baal cannot be matir neder, and the chacham cannot be mefer and neder. And the Gemara is going to have a Gzer shava that we're go- between chutz and parshas nedarim, and we're going to explain what we derive from that Gezei shava, What in the world does Shchutei Chutz teach us about Nedarim? And what does Nedarim teach us about Shchutei Chutz? And then the Gemara is going to say, but Beishamai doesn't hold of that Gezei shava. So whatever halachos we learn from that Gezei Roshava, Beishamai is going to need to derive from elsewhere. So that's going to be Ahmed Aleph. is going to be dealing with that Gezei shava and figuring out how Beishamai learns any, all of the halachos that we learn from the Gezei shava. how Beishamai knows those halachos from other places. And then in, uh, about six lines into Amid Bey's, the Gemara is going to shift to a new topic that's going to take us till the end of the parakonai in Aleph, and that's the topic of Shosake Al le LeMekat. Normally, we've been talking about the idea that if the husband or the father hears the neder and is Shosake, so that's the same as being Mekayim the neder. If he was made for the neder, he could undo the neder by being made for. But if he's Shosake, it's the same as being Mekayim. But what if he's Shosake Al Menas LeMekat? He's only being quiet to drive his wife crazy. He's not doing it because he actually actually wants to be MacKayum the Nether. He's doing it because later on he's going to be made for the Nether. He wants her to think he's going to be MacKayum the Nether because he wants to make her life a little crazier. So is that considered to be a a kiyum of the Nether or do we assume that he still has the ability to be made for the Nether? After such a sh'tika, that's going to be the last topic of the of the parak. That will take us through the first half of tomorrow's daf as well. So let us begin the bottom of daf Ayin Zayin Amidbeis. We are three lines from the bottom. Um, So again, we're going to begin the discussion by contrasting what a husband or a father can do with what a chacham can do to a person's neder. Amrab Yochanan. Chacham sha'amar belashon bal. If a chacham uses the lashon of a bal in uh, getting rid of a neder, ubal sha'amar belashon chacham or a bal uses lashon of a chacham, meaning he's matir a neder, rather than being mefer a neder, amar klum. It's worthless. Neither one can do what the other one, uh, what the other one tries to do. The Ran explains, what does it mean, Lashon Baal, that the Chacham uses Lashon Baal? He says, Mufar layich, instead of Mutar and a Baal Blashon Chacham is, he says, Mutar instead of Mufar layich, that each one, the Baal is normally allowed to do HaFarah, not atara. The Chacham is allowed to do atara. he's not allowed to do HaFarah. And the Ran explains that the Lashon of the Baal is Mufarish in the Torah. It says in the Torah, Vim Biyom Shema isha Yani Osa Nidra. So it says Vahafer. So you see, Lashon Afarah is to the husband, and Lashon Chachem we learn from the fact that it says, Lo Yechel and that he's not allowed to make Dvar of Chulin, but Acherim That one is not allowed to make his own words Chulin, but other people can make his words into Chulins. And that's the source of Ataras Chacham and since it says, we see that Acherim can make his Dvarim Chulin, and Chulin is a Lashon of Mutter. That's what we could do, we could say Mutter. What's the difference practically between Afara and and Atara, are, are these just different ways of saying the same thing? So we already know at this point in the parak that there are certainly not different ways of saying the same thing. They clearly have distinctions between them, and the Rishonim again over here point out those distinctions, namely three specific distinctions. The Ran over here points out that a Chacham has the ability to be oker neder ikaro. He uproots the neder from its very uh, source that it never existed. So uh, he, sa- he has to use a Lashon that implies that he's being ocher, me me'inkaro, and mutar is such a lashan. Mutar is to say that there never was such a neder to begin with. As opposed to a hafara, hafara is to say, mikano lahaba, that going forward, there's not going to be any more neder. So that's the lashan of hafara. That's what a baal has the ability to do. He does not have the ability to be matir, and that's why a can use the lashon of in Neder. A Baal can't say in Neder because what a Baal does is not say, is not to uh, to disregard the existence of the Neder entirely. It's just to say that from here on in, it's not going to be uh, to be Shaykh. The rishonim also point out the difference between uh, what the chacham does and what the Baal does. But ba- uh, what the bal does that the lashon of, of hafara sounds like a bitl below tam. Hafara means that the Neder is not going to be binding anymore and it doesn't matter if there's a reason for it not to be binding anymore or not. The husband has the right to just cut it off. Whereas the Chacham needs something. He needs some sort of time, whether it's a Pesach, a Charata, he needs something to undo the neder. And the third difference is that a Ha'afarah sounds like it's Bal Karcha That Noderes. A, that a hafara could be done even with the person who's taking the neder not intending to be made for the neder at all, still wanting to keep the neder. Hafara can cut off the neder even against the will of the person who took the nether. As opposed to hatara is only miritsona shalom oder. That, uh, that hatara Im- implies that it's only if the person who took the nether is interested in a hatara, then we are matir the Nether. So how do I know that each one can't do what the other one does? How do I know that the baal cannot be matir and that the chacham cannot be Mefir Detanya, za'adavar hachacham matir ve'in baal matir Pasuk says za'adavar. We learn from there that yes, exactly as it says in the Torah, that's what can be done. The Chacham can be matir, but no one else can be. The Baal cannot be matir. Because one might have thought the opposite. One might have thought of Ma Chacham, matir. If a Chacham who cannot be mefer, and yet he's allowed to be matir, so Baal she mefer ain't a matir. A Baal who has the ability to be mefer, all the more so, should be able to be matir. Tam Lomar, Ze'adavar, Chacham matir, ve'in bal matir. That's why I have zadavar to tell me that the Chacham can be matir, but the Baal cannot be matir. Matir. And then Tanya Idach, we have a Brisa uh, on the flip side that says we could have argued it the other way. That Zaadavar bal Meifar ve'ein Chacham Meifar. That Zaadavar teaches us that only the husband could be Meifar and Neder, but the chacham cannot be Meifar and Neder. Why would I have thought otherwise? So I would have said the Kalvachomer in the reverse. She'achal Uma bal she'ein matir Meifar of a husband who's so weak that he's not able to be matir. Yet he is strong enough to be able to be mefar chacham she'matir, a was given greater strength, he's allowed to be matir, and so for I would say Kavachomer, that he's allowed to be made for the Neder. Tamal umar, Baal mefer vein chacham mefer. That's what comes to teach me, that the Baal could be mefer and the chacham cannot be mefer. So had we not had the miut in the Torah of zadavar we would have derived that a Baal is allowed to be matir like a chacham and a chacham could be mefer like a Baal. The question is, what does that have a meaning? What does that mean? What, what would we have said? Would we have said that the Baal could use a lotion of muterlayich and the chacham could use a of muferlayich but what actually happens is that uh, when a Baal does it it would still be a hafara in that it would only cut off the nether and it could even be and all the dinim of hafara it's just that the lashon of hafara would work or, and and the lashon of hafara would work for a chacham. but it would still actually be a hatara the way a chacham is authorized to do or are we saying no that the Havamina really was that the Baal would be able to do a real hatara, not just use a lashon of hatara? but they, he could actually make a hatara, that he could actually, he's actually actually authorized to do what the Chacham is authorized to do. So this is a discussion in the achronim over here, what exactly the Hava mina was. Karen Ora writes, he's Medayik from the Rush, the Russian Debra Maschal Sheyachal says when the Tana uses in the Lush of a kalvachomer over here, it's L'Rav Chadmilsa, that even without a kalvachomer we would learn one from the other, just to say that uh, you wouldn't need uh, kalvachomer to derive uh, the, the the Baal should be able to do what the Chacham does and the Chacham what the Baal does, it's just, uh, So he says, it sounds from the Lashon of the Rush that there's no Nafkamina ladina. it's just that each one would do what his Din is, and uh, the meaning of the Chacham and and the Baal only Mikanula Abba, it's just that the Lashonos would be the same, that we would have thought that the Lashon of Hafara would be Shaykh to a Chacham and the Lashon of Atara would be Shaykh to a Baal. But, says the Karanara, it doesn't sound exactly that way from the Ran. In the Ran, Dibramaskul Amar, it sounds, when uh, when the Ran explains, Lashna Atara sounds like Akiras Neder Lemafreya, and Hafara means, bitl Nedr Mikanulaba. so then, when the Gemara is saying that Hafara, if that's the definition of the words, that Hatara means Lemafreya, and Hafara means Mikanulaba, so any Hava amina, to say that a husband should be able to do Atara means that the husband should be able to do the, the bitul, the mafreya. Any hava I meaning to say that the chacham should be able to do Afarah sounds like it's saying that the chacham should be able to do what is actually Afarah. But, says the Kerenor, if that's the case, how could we ever have such a, a possibility to think that a Baal can say, Baloshon tara and to be okay and nedr without a Pesach? Even uh, even even if you have a kalachomer to learn from a chacham but dayo and adin lios kunidon. Kunidon, we don't find that Kiras Nedr below Pesach for a Chacham, so why would the Baal be allowed to do that? Why would the Baal be allowed to do Atara without a Pesach? So says the Kerenar, it has to be that even the Ran holds that this is an Indian Lishoni, that this is just a language issue, that it's not really that we're saying that the Baal should be able to do Atara and the Chacham should be able to do Afara. Shlomo Zalman, Shlomo says, I don't understand what the, what the problem is. Say that we're learning it from a Kav and of course and we're not suggesting that the Baal should be able to do Atara Without any reason, we're saying that the baal should be able to do atarah the same way the chacham does Atara. That if he has a pesach or he has a harat and he has the ability, then he has the ability to do atarah to, to be oker okay, meikaro. So that's a question that the achodim deal with over here: what the hava mina actually was. Aside from what the hava mina is, we have two Brysas that each have a Kalvachomer that work in different directions. Right, the first Brysa assumes that, uh, that the first price uh, assumes that, if a chacham, that a chacham is weaker than a baal, because a chacham can't be mefer the second b'risa assumes the baal is weaker than a chacham, because the baal can't be matir, so what exactly is the is between the b'risa, meaning one b'risa seems to assume that had we been told nothing else, we would assume the baal is weaker than the chacham, and the other one assumes the chacham is weaker than the baal, rather than just saying they're different, but neither one is weaker or stronger, each one can do something that the other one can't do, each Assumes a uh, a different baseline. So in the safer process in the darim, he says that the first price assumes that hafara is a greater chiddush than hatarah because a nedder, you could be Mefer nedet without any reason for it, without any charata without any pesach. Whereas hatarah needs a pesach charata, so you understand why it assumes that the Baal is able to be uh, Mefer, kal that he should be able to do hatarah, which is more kal. The second price assumes the opposite. Hatarah is a greater chiddush because hatara is it has a greater impact, it does more it's oker okay, the nedar limafreya. so with the first price is not looking at the impact of the atara the afara, it's looking at when you could do atara or afara. that how you could do atara, that you could do atara, ha, atara. Uh, you can only do atara when you have some uh, impetus, some reason, some explanation uh, charata, pesach but afara could be done without any explanation whereas the second price is not looking at the circumstances w- within which you do atara v'afara. Rather, it's looking at the impact of a hatara versus the impact of a afara. That the impact of a is much greater because it's oker Mafraya, The impact of a afara is less. It's only oker mikanul and therefore that second price assumes that the uh, the hatara, is, uh, because of its greater impact, is a greater chiddish than the uh, than the afara. So we learn that a chacham uh, is able to be matil lemafreya Kalvachomer that he should be able to me- mefer mikanul That's the hava Each of the brises. So says the Gemara now further. Mm -hmm. Nemar kan we have a gziras shav. kan about five lines into the page. I in Chesam Adalef. Nemar kan ze hadavar. V'nemar laalun It says b'shchut echutz. It says in the parsha of Nedarim ze And it says by shchut echutz similar lashon of ze ma beshurutei chotz just like beshurutei chotz it's explicit in the parsha t'berel aron vel banavel kol benei yisrael va'matalem zeh ha'davar she'tzeva shamayim var it says very clearly zeh referring to Aaron and Bannov and applies to all of Israel. So Parshas Nadarim, Nedarim Aaron and v'kol Israel, when it says Zeh by Nedarim, must also mean that it applies to Aaron and v'kol Israel. It applies to everybody. Uma ka and Well, by Nedarim it says specifically Rashi HaMatos, So by Nedarim it specifically says Rashi Amatos. So Amatos there must be something about Shchutei echutz that is limited, not to all of Kladisho, but is limited only to Rashi HaMatos, only to special people. So, well, what are we saying? In parshas in, in the world of nedarim, in what sense are the Rashi HaMatos singled out? And in what sense are we saying, is Aaron Ubanoff Israel Yisrael are equal when it comes to parshas HaNadarim? So, Amr HaVach Yaakov LaHachshir Shlosh from this gezer shava, where we say that by nedarim, there is some din by nedarim that applies to Aron Rubana of Yisrael, that must be teaching us that you could be matir neder with shlosha Hediotos, that you don't need to go to uh, to any, any sort of great expert to be matir neder, that three Hediotos would be uh, would be good enough. I, but it says Amatos. So how could three idiots be good enough? It sounds like from the parsha of Nedarim itself, he used the term Rashi Amatos, which sounds like you need unique, special people to be to take care of Nedarim. Be That's to tell us the other way to be Matir Neder. The other way to be Matir Neder is by going to Yachin Mumcha, by going to uh, to an expert. So that's why uh, by Nedarim we have both the notion of Kol Yisrael. Well, as well as the notion of rashi amatos, because to be mater neder, you have both of those options. The rishonim write that uh, when you don't have a mumcha where you matay de gimel hediotos, it doesn't mean several rishonim write the rush and mukayosif the ron the It doesn't mean that it's hediotos mamish. It means they need to be on some madreng that they need to be at least mizburu Savri, that you could explain to them what they're doing and they'll understand what the concept is. That if they they mamish know nothing, they're completely uneducated. And they have no idea what. They're talking about that for sure doesn't work even for uh, Bezdin of shalsha adiyotos. The Torah writes that you need two things: that they understand what you tell them; that if you that you can explain things to them to them, and they uh, know how to be pesach a pesach to be matir the neder. They know how to look for a pesach to be matir the neder. So the problem the uh, the rishonim raise is if that's true that by nedarim there are some minimal standards that you have to meet some criteria you have to meet to sit on a Bezdin for Nadar him. If that's true, then is the G'zer shavu really accurate? The G'zer shavu doesn't seem to work. Because what's the G'zer shavu? We're learning from Shchut Echutz, where it says that Shchut Echutz, the iser of Shchut Echutz applies to Aaron nuban of Akal Yisrael. How smart does a person have to be to have the iser of Shchut Echutz? Not, not very. He just has to be chayv in mitzvahs. He just has to be smart enough to be chayv in mitzvahs. He doesn't have to be educated enough to understand the concept of nedarim and how to find a a... so the pasach so the equation doesn't work anymore. The rishonim point out if you are going to say this din that for shlosha you need people who are at, at a certain level of education then it shouldn't it doesn't it doesn't match So the Ran says not akasha because memelot's understood that by you can't have idiotos Meaning that part's not learned from the gzirushava. It's Obvious that you're not doing a hatara if you have no idea what you're doing. Meaning a hatara has to at least mean that you understand the concept of a hatara. Otherwise, it's not it's not called doing a, doing a hatara. It's like in the mashal Adama, like the famous Chaim about tefillah, When Chaim explains in the Ramam Shit and Tefillah that a person the, a person doesn't understand all the words it's tefillah fine. So he's still davening. But Chaim writes a person is uh, standing there. He doesn't even realize he's standing in front of Hakadosh Baruch Hu. He can be saying all the words, but that's obviously not davening. That's it's not even it's not even a shame. Tefillah, because you don't if you're not if you not if you do not realize that you're standing in lufnei hamakom, so then you're just muttering. You're just saying you're practicing your Hebrew reading. That's not uh, that's not tefillah. So same over here, it's not a hatara. If you don't even understand the concept of atara, you can't call that a hatara. That has nothing to do with the gzeres It's just that you're simply not doing the act of Atara. That's what the Rambam seems to be uh, seems to be saying. Mukiyosef says a little different. He says that when it says kol yisrael by Shchutei chutz, um, there there were no hadiotos. That this was uh, this this was spoken in the Dora Midbar where Moshe Rabbeinu taught them the parsha of Nadarim so they all knew the parsha of Nadarim they knew uh, they weren't the greatest experts necessarily but they all had a basic uh, Jewish education because they all learned the Torah from Moshe Rabbeinu so that's how kol Yisrael that's quite a chiddush to assume Al kol Yisrael applies to the b'nai Yisrael of that generation that, in, in says that applies to the kol Yisrael of, uh, of all generations but okay the, uh, the Ramam writes the, the Rambam doesn't doesn't seem to have any requirement Though, of the basin that's, uh, that, that's, that's Gimel Adyotos. The Rambam writes in Hilchashvur's Paragvav Ha'alech Ha'alef that if there's no chacham, nishal the Shlosh Never a word about uh, what, what uh, qualities these Adyotos have to have. Sounds like, and Kasmishna points out, that from the Rambam, you don't, they don't have to be of any level of uh, education or intelligence in order to serve as a basin of Shlosh there is a Gemara in Masechus Pachoros that says that even though we do have these two modes of being matir Neder, through a Diotos or through a, uh, a Yachin Mumcha, the preference is a Yachin Mumcha, and hadiotos only works when there is no Chacham. So the Rishonim discussed that that's only the chadchila mishum kvodo shal Chacham. Meaning, why is it that we don't use a shal Hediotos if there's a Chacham available? So they say that's just a way of, going, of giving proper respect, that's what the Ran writes and the Rosh and others, that's a way of giving respect to the Chachem, but b'diavad, if you're matir with shalshal Adyotos, even if there is a chacham available, it would still it would still work. It's just that you didn't show the proper Kavo to the chacham by giving him uh, that right. So nafkamina in the fact that it's a kavod chacham is a that it would work even b'diavad. That at least b'diavad would work if you use Shosh Adyotos, And b the other nafkamina is if the chacham is mochel, meaning if it were a din, that's just that it's a din in in that 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 gimel only works when there's uh, no chacham. So then. Uh, Chacham doesn't have the right to be Mochel, it's a din that you have to go to Chacham, but it's, since the Rishonim understand that it's just a din mishum Kvodo al Chacham, well Chacham has the right to be Mochel on his kavod, and therefore if he decides to be Mochel he doesn't want to sit there on Erev Roshan on Yom Kippur all day long, being Matir in he'd much rather that left to davening everyone is just going to find three people and they'll just be Matir the so then the Chacham has the right, certainly has the right to be uh, to be Matir the a Nedar um, so, so, so just one more point in this Yachid Mumcha issue so what does it mean, to yachin mumcha? What, what does it take to be a mumcha? So there's a machlux shonim whether you need to be samukh, whether a person needs to have smicha in order to be considered a mumcha. Nowadays, obviously, we don't have smicha, because uh, in order to have smicha, one of the requirements of smicha, there are two basic requirements of smicha. You need to know kalah and you need to uh, to, to have samuch ishmi mi that you need to get smicha from a group of people, a basin of people, at least one of whom has smicha himself. So uh, even if we were to have the first, Requirement, which is questionable, we certainly don't have the second requirement where uh, where where we have <coughs> smicha to pass on. That was a famous sheetos. The The Rammam writes that uh, how do we? The Rammam in Mishnah, says how do we imagine in Sanhedrin? How do we imagine in the end of days we're going to require? Uh, we're going to have to build the base of mikdash, and we're going to need people that have smicha in order to determine to be Makadish the makom and to determine uh, the halachos of. Uh, mm-hmm. So where are those people going to come from? This is going to happen all before tchias hamaisim. So how are we going to get musmachim? So the says it must be that built into the system that we have the ability to reinstitute smicha even before tchiyas So how do we do it? So he says the notion of having a samuch is that it goes all the way back to Moshe Rabbeinu. But the other way to get the the, the, the concept of some, something that goes all the way back to the Ratzarach and all the way back to Moshe Rabbeinu, is by getting all of Chachme Yisrael who represent Klal Yisrael to agree on something so if you get all of Chachme Yisrael together and they agree to give one person smicha, that person could have smicha and that's how you know Mashiach has come back if all Chachme Yisrael can agree on a single person to give smicha to, that's what they tried in the times of the Beis Yosef, in the times of the Al-Sheikh Beirav, they tried to give smicha and they got what they believed all of the important Chachme Yisrael to be together until the other Chachme Yisrael said, hey, what about us? We weren't consulted we don't agree, we don't think, so the Chachme the Chacham Yerushalayim got into a huge machlokas about that, about reinstituting the smicha. It lasted for a few generations, then it uh, died out. So, so uh, says okay. So that's what we learn from uh, from Aaron of Bnei Yisrael and Rashi HaMatos by the Parsh of Nedarim. Rashi HaMatos B'Shchutei Chutz hilchsa. What do we learn from Rashi HaMatos by Shchutei Chutz? Meaning, what about Shchutei Chutz applies only to great leaders of the generation? It teaches us that there is this concept of Sh'eila by Hegdish, that if you're Makdish an animal, you could be Shoel on the Hagdish. And the Rishonim over here point out, the Ran and the Rosh and tosos, that if a person is Makdish or and he violates the Gzera comes to teach us that he could be Shavel on the Hagdish and therefore Potter himself from the of Kares. That he already did it. He already sheched the animal outside the base of English But if he undoes its Kedusha status, now he's going to be Potter from the uh, from the Kares. So you see, Yeishel the and the Parsh of Shchut Echutz are very much connected. That there's a way to Potter yourself from the Onesh of Shchut Echutz after you already violated the Yisur by Freya taking away the status of Kedusha. The Balyatosis right in the creed that once you already did the Rika Saddam then it's too late that uh, once the Zerikah Saddam was done, then it's too late to be Shoel on the hectic status, and uh, this is what increases increased you gimmel. and the explanation seems to be that because once you do the Zerikah Saddam, it's not called yours anymore. You're only able to be Shoel on the status of something that's still yours. Like by Truma Semisus. you give Truma to a Kohen, th- at that point it's too late to be Shoel on the status of Truma. If it's just separated as Truma, and you want to be Shoel on the status of Truma, fine, then you're still allowed to, but once you already gave it to a Kohen, it's not yours anymore, so then you can't be Shoel on the status. So that's what Zrikas and Dam would do in the world of Karbaros. So now says the Gemara, the Beishameh Damara Sheila according to Shammai who holds that there is no such din of Sheila Behegdish, Roshaya Matos to Khsiv, but Chutz, the Well, then what do we derive from Roshaya Matos, from the words Roshaya Matos that we have by Shkute by Chutz? So Beishameh Leslu Gzereshava. What we have to say is Shammai doesn't tell this whole Shava of Zeadover, Zeadover that links the Parsha of Nedarim to Shkute Chutz. So that obviously is going to lead us to now say now look back at everything we learned from that gzera shavah and say where does Shammai know all these dinim that we learned from the gzera shavah <laughs> and also we're going to have to now do something with the words zehadavar in the Parshav of Nadarim and the Parshav of shkut echutz so zehadavar parshah of nedarim Siv. according to Shammai, what's the phrase zehadavar in parshas nedarim teaching us lomar chacha matir vein bal matir bal vein chacha mefer well exactly what we started today's with. Zah teaches us that the Chacham can do Hatara, the Baal can do Afara, neither one can do the job of the other. Zah b'shchutechutz, the Mike said. Well, what does the phrase Zah teach us in the world of Shchutechutz? Lomar ala shchita ve'in chayev ala malika. It's teaching us that you're for shchita, but you're not chayev on malika chutz. If a person does, malika sa'of which is from the back of the neck and it's done not with a cleave but with the hand, Malika is an entirely different process than Shechita is, he's not going to be for shechute, for shechute Chutz, even though in the base of Mikdash, the way to shakt a bird carbon is with malika. but when you do that that's not called Shechita and therefore it's not a violation of Shechutei Chutz. Only Shechita is a problem of Shechutei Chutz. But still, from this kazer shava, we derived that by Nadarim you could use Gimel Adyotos. That Aronu Baneva Kol Yisrael it applies to Nadarim, so you could use Gimel Adyotos for Nadarim. Where does Baishamai know that from? Beish doesn't use kazer shava. He only has by Nadarim rashi amatos. He doesn't have any. Kol Yisrael by Nadarim. So where does he learn that Gimel Adyotos is good by Nadarim? So, nafkelehu, he derives it, bar from what Ravasi Asi bar teaches. Uh, Dixiv, Pasuk says, and Rabbi Osei Aglili points out in the Bresa, this Vatanya is not a question, the rashash says that it should be vitanya, not Vahatanya, because Vahatanya makes it sound like it's a stira. Vitanya is just, uh, by the way, the Bresa explains that Rabbi Osei Aglili says, that it says Moada, and it doesn't say Shabbos together with the rest of the Mawadim. Benazi Nemru V'lo Nemru Parshas That it talks about the Parsha of the Moadim and nowhere near the Parsha of the Moadim doesn't say anything about Nidarim. Obviously both of those statements are not really true. Meaning when it says, and the Gemara is about to point that out, when it tells us the Parsha of the, uh, the Mawadim in Parshas Pilchus, it, it, it's Shabbos is one of the Moadim. It is right there. And right after it, in Parshah Matos, you right away have have the Parsha of Nedarim. So it's a bit of a funny Brisa, where the Brisa says, two things we notice about the Parsha of uh, of Moadim. Shabbos is nowhere to be found and Nidaram is nowhere to be found. Well, they're both right there. They're both, of course, right there. So that's what the Gemara is going to comment on. Rabbi Asi Bar-Nasin says, I have a lot of trouble with this b'risa. What's it talking about? So he went to find Rav Sheshas who could explain this b'risa to him and he couldn't find Rav Sheshas anywhere in Narda. So I Abbas Shalim It bothered him enough not to give up after he didn't find Rav Sheshas in Narda. He went and he kept looking, going from town he got to Machuza and he finally tracked down Rav Sheshes all He needed to know. It bothered him uh, bothered him that that much to be able to uh, to to find out. It says it says in the Brisa that it says Maade Hashem and it doesn't say Shabbos Braces anywhere in the Parsha of Mo'adim. He says, but I don't understand Vaksim Shabbos But it absolutely does say Shabbos together with the with the rest of the Mu'adim. So. So how can you say that it doesn't say Shabbos? So Vesuma the Hashem namru v'lo namru Parshas Nedarim Mahen that you said that it says the, that it says the Ma'ade Hashem doesn't say Parshas Nedarim together with the Ma'adim Vami Siva it absolutely does right next to it in, in, in Parshas Pinchas goes right into at the end of Parshas Pinchas so that is the Parsha of the Ma'adim and then it goes right into the Parsha of the uh, nidarim so how can you say that it doesn't say Nedarim Mahem so he said no am'alei Hachi Katani this is what it's what it's teaching us that Mahade Hashem Shrichen Kiddish Baisdin Baisdin Shabisperatius ain't Srichan Kiddish Baisdin. What it's telling us is that Mahade Hashem in order to be established the Mawadim, you require Kiddish Baisdin. But the Shabbos Barashas, you don't require uh, Kidd- Kiddush Beisden. And they have Kiddush Yom Tov. I uh, mean, Hashem will only have Kiddush Yom Tov when it's Asha or Osam Mikroi Kodesh. Eileh Emo Adai. Osam means that they have to be Kovey Adarosh Chodesh, and the Beisden has to determine which days are Yom Tov. But by Shabbos Barashas, you don't need the Beisden to be mekadesh day one of the week, so that, like they're mekadesh day one of the month, so that you will know the Yom Tov. They don't have to be Mekadash day, one, okay, this is Sunday, this is Yom Rishon, and therefore we will know when uh, when Shabbos is. Mm-hmm. Yom Shvi is Miskadish Meilav. And that's what Rabbi Yossi Aglili meant when he said, Hashem Nemru, by Kedushas Beisdin, but Shabbos Breish is not Lo Nemra. He's not saying it doesn't appear in the Parsha. He's saying that Kedushas Bezdin is something that applies to Mordi Hashem, Kedushas based in is not something that applies to Shabbos Berechias. Of course, yes, you do have a discussion of Shabbos in the context of Moadim. But kedushas based in is something that's not going to apply to Shabbos, and the same is true for Ben Azay's comment when he says Ma'adei Hashem tsrichin mumcha. When he says that Ma'adei Hashem is, it says Ma'adei Hashem and doesn't say Nedarim anywhere near there. Doesn't mean that the words the the parsha of Nedarim is nowhere near the parsha of Moadim. It means that we distinguish the parsha of Moadim from the Parsha of Nedarim in a very critical way, and that is that Ma'ade Hashem and Mumcha. That in order to establish the Chodesh, you need a basin of Mumchin and Smuchin. You need people to have Smicha in order to establish the Chodesh. And uh, the only reason we're able to establish the Chodesh nowadays is Shlikhusayukavdin and we're doing the Shlichus of the original Bate Din. But you need the, you need a basin of Smuchin to really establish Hashatikro Some and and staff people are Mumchan like them, but vain parshas Nedarim tshuichim mumcha. Parshas Darim does not require based mumcha. Afilu based in hadiotos. You could even have a basin of hadiotos to do Parshas Norm. and that answers the question we asked. The Gemara had said, according to the Beis that doesn't learn Gzeirah Shava between the Parsha of Shchut Echutz and the Parsha of Nedarim. How do you know Gimel Yotos could be matir nedar? In the Parsha of Nedarim, it only talks about Rashi Amatos. Where do we find Gimel So the Gemara's answer was this brisa. In the brisa, it tells us that the mawadim are singled are, are distinguished from the what do you mean the ma'adim are distinguished from nidarim? The Parsh of nidarim appears in the Torah right near the parsha of ma'adim. No, what we mean is they're distinguished halachically from nidarim. That whereas by Mo'adim you need a mumcha, you need a samuch in order to establish a ma'ad. No such requirement exists in order to establish, uh, in order to be matir nidarim. To be matir nidarim, it's not necessary to have a mumcha. It's not necessary to have a samuch. That's what beishamay. That's where beishamay derives it. I how can you say that that you don't need mumkin for Parshas d'arm? it says Matos in Parshas Dharam, doesn't that sound like you need people who are Mumchin who are experts to do Parshas Dharam that's telling us the other way to be matir and eder, if you have only one person, so that one person has to be a mumcha, so that's when if you want to be matir biyachid, then you need Roshas Matos, then you need a mumcha as opposed to, if you want to, if you want to choose to be matir neder with the uh, then it could even be shlosha Diotos and that we learned from the miut in uh, in parsha Samuados, that uh, that dafka parsha samodos requires uh, requires experts. But Parshat uh, Zandarim uh, does not require experts. Now, this idea that Ma'ad HaShem Tzrichim Kiddush Bezdin, the idea that the Gemara wasn't so focused on, but we just happened to mention Derech Agav over here, that the contrast <coughs> between Ma'ad HaShem versus Shabbos is that Maude HaShem requires Kiddush Bezdin, Shabbos does not require Kiddush Bezdin. What, what's that teaching us? What would we have imagined had we not had this Limud? So that, that Shabbos B'Rechis requires Kiddush. How? How does... How does it get a Kiddush Basin? There's no new moon, there's no like well, what what is Basin doing exactly in this uh, Kiddush Basin of Shabbos Braeshis? So the Ran writes and the Tosos and the Rosh also that had it not been for this mute, we would think that every Sunday Basin has to say, we are here by the Kadesh. Day one of the week as day one as, as as Yom Rishon, and therefore that would then follow that that seventh day counting from then is going to be Shabbos, and without that it's not going to be Shabbos. Just like Beizin is Mekadesh the Chodesh, that when uh, Rosh Chodesh is now true by Beizin Mekadesh the there is a judgment call in terms of determining which day is going to be Rosh Chodesh, and there is no such judgment call when it comes to Shabbos parashis and a chinami. But sometimes even if something uh, is is set is set like by. Rav uh, Shat always points out that when an animal firstborn, an animal is born, it has Kaddush as Bukhar, but we have a requirement to do Makadesh as the Bukhar. When uh, when the animals when you do Mysr behema tenth animal out, as you open the door and you let them out, tenth one is Mysr. It is the tenth. But you have a requirement, we have a mitzvah to be Makadesh as such. And even Kiddish on Shabbos, when we say Kiddish on Shabbos Shabbos is Qaddush without us saying Kiddish. Yet we have a requirement to say kiddish, to be Makadesh the Shabbos. So that would have been the requirement of the basin, the requirement of the basin would have been, it's happening on its own. It's a never ending cycle from Chesh to of seven days, but, uh, but they still have uh, their own requirements of Mekadish. Other Rishonim don't understand that way. Other Rishonim understand that the Havamina would be that just like Basin has the ability to manipulate when Rosh Chodesh is going to be to, uh, and, and when to add an extra month into the year, a leap year, and things like that, in order to fit the calendar in order to, to fit what would be convenient for the Jewish people, what would work for Klal Yisrael, that maybe they would have the ability to adjust Shabbos and say, you know, we're not going to declare Yom Rishon until the second day of the week this week, and then Shabbos will be pushed off to the next day, that they would have the ability to adjust Shabbos. Comes along, the Joshua tells us, no, they don't have the ability to, uh, to adjust Shabbos. But that, that would be quite a remarkable Hava mean. Okay, now we move on to uh, to a new topic. Halakha is a father or a husband that hears a nedar of a, of a daughter or a wife, and is not made for, for the entire yom Shema, uh, the, the, the entire day that they hear the neder. They're not able to be made for the neder afterwards. If they're shosik, shtika is a kiyum of the neder. But there are four different possibilities of why a person might be shosik. There's are shosik al lekayim person is Shosek because he wants to be Mekayim the Nether, so that certainly works as a Qiyum. There's Shosek Al Manas that the Nether should be should be should become Kayim when Yom Shamo is over, when the day is uh, is over. Then, there's a different types, there's Shosek al-Manas mekat which is going to be the subject of our Gemara. Shosek al mekat is that a person is being Shosek, but just to drive his wife crazy, that he wants her to think that he's being Mekayim the neder, but really his plan the whole time is to be made for the neder. But he wants her to think that she that she's stuck with the neder. So that's Shosek al mekat And then there's Shosek Stam, where he's not having anything in mind, he's just not saying anything. So our Sugi is going to be about Shosek al-Manas mekat but the other types of Shtika are going to come up as well. So I'm Rabbi Hanina. Rabbi Hanina says the Kiddush and the rest of the parakeet deals with trying to attack this Kiddush. We're going to have four or five, 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 different proofs against this Kiddush of Rabbi Hanina. Rabbi Hanina's Kiddush is as follows. If a husband hears his wife's neder and he's quiet with the intention of later being made for the neder, he's just trying to drive her nuts, yamin. he could continue he could be then be Mayfer even ten days later. He's allowed to continue to be made for the neder even ten days later. Why is he allowed to continue to be made for the neder ten days later? So some of the uh, Rishonim explained that really the Neders moved for immediately because Neders moved for b'machshava. He had in mind right away to do a so that's a that, that actually works as a It's just that we're extra machmir that he's got to verbalize it. So for that, we give him the ten day extension when uh, when he shows al That's what Shidim quotes from the Reim. Not all the Rishonim learn it that way, but that's how uh, Shidum Gutz explains. So Masiv Rav uh, asked on this. Wait a second. When do we say that if the husband dies, the father has the full ability to be Mefer viz man shall o that's if the husband never heard the nether o sheshama or he heard it and he didn't say anything o sheshama or he heard it and he was mefer o mez Yom and then he died that day but if he heard the neder was mekayim the neder, or he heard the neder didn't say anything and died the next day, then he's not able to be made for the neder anymore. So my love, isn't this saying that even if he was quiet with the intention of later being Mayfer, but then the day ended, it's too late. That's considered a kium of the neder. He's not going to be able to be made for the neder anymore. Against Rabbi Hanina, who says that he could continue to be made for the neder. Even ten days forward says Gemara. No, who told you that? That's why he was shosik. Lo, al menas is It's about where he was shosik, having in mind to be mekayim the neder. Well, ihachi haynu oshamavikiyim. But then that's the same thing that the that that, that we mentioned as shamavikiyim. <speaking in Hebrew>. That's another case that we actually mention explicitly. So we wouldn't mention separately shamavikiyim <speaking in Hebrew> and Shasak al menas so <laughs> That's why we mentioned all the different types of shetika. So it must be that no, he wasn't shoshigal minas <laughs> He wasn't shoshigal minas lekayim. He was shoshik <laughs> <laughs> stam. He was just stam being quiet, wasn't having anything in mind. And that's when he loses the ability to be made for. But maybe enochinami when he shoshigal minas Mekat, he does not lose the ability to be made for. So that attack on Rabbi Khanina doesn't work. In tomorrow's daf, we're going to see other attacks on Rabbi Khanina that do work, where we have several tiyuftas against Rabbi Khanina. <laughs>